and welcome back to Behind the Mask Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, EJ, and Lori Hello. is joining me today. Unfortunately, T was unable to be here, but we're hoping she'll be able to join us in upcoming episodes. This is episode 13, which we're calling the Masks of the Holidays, which, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and several holidays are just around the corner, and honestly, every holiday season somebody puts up some sort of mask and we just want to talk about that because we've all been through struggles and fun times in the holidays for sure but holidays are often sometimes the loneliest or the um, ones we struggle the most with and so we're going to chat about that just a friendly reminder that anything discussed in this podcast is not to be used as a diagnosis or a replacement for conversations with your own doctors therapists psychologists or other medical professionals I love that we say that every time because it's like, please don't forget. Please, yeah, please don't yeah. forget. These things are important. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's important for us to acknowledge that it and is. protect us, but also to remind people that hey, you know, we're we're not professionals. We're just talking from our own experiences and yes. experiences of other people. You know, and yes, yes. I just love that we're able to say that. Well, and yes, like you said, you brought it up for protection, but I, I love that mental health, um, whole body health, um, natural things have really become much more a part of everyday conversation. And, you know, as we're talking about holidays, I think that for the longest time, I think I think part of the reason holidays can be so stressful is that there's so much expectation, unmet needs and expectations, and really kind of false beliefs that you know, this must happen and this has to happen and this person has to do this. And there's, there's just this whole setup that goes into any holiday or major event, you know, um, I believe I've shared on here before, you know, I used to be an event coordinator and, you know, I, I would tell brides and grooms, it is not if it is when, and just remember that I'm here to make your wishes, dreams, desires come true at this event, not your mother's, your grandmother's, your best friends, your brothers, whoever's, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and really that it's my job as your event coordinator to deal with all those people who have a problem with that. Just send in my direction. I'll take care of them, you know, and I think we kind of need that same permission during the holidays because, Things get built up and then people inevitably get hurt or frustrated or, I mean, people leave or refuse to participate in family functions some days, you know, just because they just don't want to deal, you know, with all that goes with a holiday gathering, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the holidays are definitely, it's like, it's almost like a show of like the best of the best like you, you you know sometimes they joke about like the thanksgiving is like the pro bowl of like christmas dinner and like so there's like all these like, things where like you want to have everything perfect because if you don't have it perfect then 
people are going to be disappointed or oh, yes. the expectations are higher than other parties in the year. Um, you know, there's, I've seen jokes online about like Thanksgiving is like this Super Bowl too of like food. And if you mess up like on a side dish, you'll never be asked to do the turkey. I mean, just crazy things like that. But, it's just, but we, we have to survive. And then, you know, we also have to take into consideration that there's people in this world that like, like myself personally, I'm single and I don't have any children. I've never been married. Um, you know, my parents have both just passed away. So there's, I don't have the same needs to celebrate certain things. Um, whereas Lori, you're single, but you have children and grandchildren that you're celebrating with. Yes. And so there's always, you know, those people that, you know, don't have places to celebrate or people to celebrate with. Um, and what that does to, you know, you're just your mental health. Um, well, you know, I, I know, I can't remember if we, which episode we talked about it in, but I do know that, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. You're, you're without both of your parents for the first time. Right. You know, this particular holiday season, you know, and, and that has, you know, um, that has hurts and, and, grief and loss embedded in there no matter what is going on right Right. because you've got to experience the firsts of of not having them there you know and i i even think back to my own family grandmothers grandparents you know Mm -hmm. um and i know my family is is not out of the norm in that so many of those family deaths happen around the holidays. Oh it's God, like the, about it. their body gets, you know, so far and then they're just like, okay, I'm done. You know, right. um, my grandmother was what Christmas Eve, my, we've had some Thanksgiving, um, Christmas day, you know, or like right after. So then by the time you get yeah. to the new year, it's like, oh, let's celebrate. No, I don't feel like celebrating because, you know, so-and-so passed and this happened, it, you know, and so, you know, it, it, every time you turn around, you know, the holidays, because of all the stress that goes with it, that those false expectations that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and these false pressures and ideas, you know, I've been a part of that, uh, a resiliency conference. And one of the speakers was talking about getting rid of useless stressors. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you could do that? Like, how do you do that? Mm. I need, I need to clean, clean my plate. I need to clean my, my plate off of useless stressors. And so when we talk about those masks that we put on at the holidays, I think it's, we definitely put on that mask of perfection, false expectations, you know, um, grief and loss because we've lost so many relatives at the holidays, you know, so there's all these masks going on and then we want to sit down and act like it's supposed to be this fun, happy time. And then it doesn't end up being a fun, happy time because everyone's wearing their different masks and you're like, who's sitting across the table from me? Cause I don't even recognize them. I don't recognize myself. I never definitely don't recognize them. You know, right. and it could be, you know, aunt so-and-so or your sister or, you know, your brother, whatever, your mom. And you're like, 
you know, I used to, my mom, hmm, well, she definitely was a perfectionist. Um, I remember as a young girl kind of running away when, as much as possible, when, when a holiday was going to happen because there was just so much desire and need and drive to make it this perfect event, like you said. And with that came things. I just never felt like I could live up to that. I didn't. I was like, I know that I'm not going to be able to do that. And so I would literally try to, that's how I ended up falling in love with watching football because I just didn't, I was like, oh, all the women in the kitchen and everybody's trying to be in charge and everybody's trying to do all this stuff. And I just wanted to disappear. I would quietly go sit on the floor and hope that the guys didn't notice that I was sitting there, you know, all the uncles and dads and everybody, you know, and, you know, this is from an early age, you know, and I'd want to just, you know, quietly go sit on that floor and, and watch whatever. I didn't even at the time know anything about football or like what was going on, you know, and I remember reaching out, I think it was to my dad and one of my brothers and saying, okay, explain this to me, what's going on, you know, and I was told you can only be in here if, if you're serious, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll be serious. So I'm serious. Teach me about football. Cause it's gotta be better than what's going on in the kitchen, you know? And, um, that's kind of stuck with me through the years. So I, I just avoided all that, you know, in the kitchen. And then I found myself doing it later on. And I remember one of my boys, I said, mom, why are you so stressed? I'm like, well, cause I want this and I want that. And they're like, it's okay, mom, we love you anyway, you know? And I was like, oh, thank you for saying that. Like, it was like this permission to, from one of my children to, to just let it go, you know? And I'm, I was really grateful for that, you know? And, and I am very grateful that my children and I constantly learn to engage in unconditional love because because without that, I think I'd have just continued to perpetuate that cycle of false expectations and drive and desire for perfection. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, like, the holidays were very, like, totally opposite of what you've been describing. Um, <laughs> you know, my parent, my my grandmother, my mom's mom lived with us till I was, like, 14. You know, we usually had kind of a quiet uh, Thanksgiving. During the year, like, we'd have, like, Chris, like, a... Uh, fourth of july parties and other you know parties that were bigger and had people over but for thanksgiving we, it was usually just my grandmother and then um my dad my mom and i and then some years my my mom's brother and his family would come over um or my grandmother would alternate thanksgivings like she'd spend one thanksgiving with us and then another with the, their family i and can't then, remember a holiday with under 30 people at it oh my god <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So, and then for Christmas, um, usually what might we would do is sometime between like the 10th and the 25th of, of December, my mom's brother and his family. So his son, so my cousin, um, my uncle's wife, and then, um, my cousin's daughter and his, you know, partner and all that. Like, so the whole group, we would all come over and have like a small Thanksgiving. And, and when my grandmother's, um, brother was still alive he would come over too and so we'd have just a small little get together before Christmas and so like you know my 
cousin's daughter could open up the Christmas presents and we could all have like a family Christmas. So then that way our Christmas Eve and our Christmas day was mostly usually just the four of us. Um, and then when my grandmother passed away, it's ironic. We're recording this on the 13th of November. The 14th of November of 2001 is when my grandmother passed away. Um, and so that was definitely a tough one, but she'd moved out prior to her passing away and getting sick. So um, it would just been my, my mom, my dad and I, um, and I remember my grandmother had, was, you know, grew up in the old school, like, this is how it is kind of thing, you know, like, right. and tr more traditional. So like when, um, I remember one year my parents decided not to do a turkey and they tried, decided to do this big Italian meal. So it was like spaghetti and all that stuff. And I remember my grandmother had a fit. She's like, you're what did, how did she say it? She was like, basically it was told my parents that they were, um, neglecting my learning of Thanksgiving or something like that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and now I'm like, really? My grandmother and my dad kind of always got into it. Typical. It's his mother. It's his mother-in-law. So of course they're going to go into it. But right. Anyways, it was funny. And that was one of them. And I remember like, so, and if we do like Turkey on Thanksgiving, we would sometimes do, um, like something different. So we do Swedish meatballs a lot because that's, you know, our, we're Scandinavian heritage. So we do a lot of that. Or, um, one year I think we did like all seafood. So we got like crab legs and lobster tails and shrimp and stuff and just did some seafood for, um, think Christmas dinner. But yeah, we, we really tried to keep it small. Um, my mom sure definitely, like we would, mom and I would do like baking, we'd bake cookies and fudge and all sorts of stuff prior to, um, the holidays, just her and I spending time. So her and I got really close. I mean, we were always really close. So that was kind of our fun thing together. Um, so I don't really remember a lot of Christmases where we were going to a lot of places. Sometimes I'd go to like a friend's house for like a, you know, what their Christmas party or something. Or when I got older and I was working, um, I went to my boss's Christmas party a couple of times and stuff like that. But even then it was just, the gals I worked with and their partners, spouses, um, my boss's family. And, you know, we all kind of knew each other. So it was no big deal. We all, you know, hung out and whatnot. And then, um, yeah. So I, I just feel like at least for the first, like 20 some odd years of my life, it was mostly normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least what I thought of normal or like casual down to earth. And then as I got older and, you know, after my grandmother passed away, you know, Christmas was different and my mom did her best to keep us all together. Cause my grandmother was kind of like the glue that kept my um, mom's brother and her together. Kind of like the family just, you know, it, siblings grow apart over, you know, over the time. And so their mom was kind of the last major connection. And so that like she, my mom did great with trying to keep, you know, them together and then you know when my mom passed away in 2014 and then dad it was just dad and I it was like I remember that first Thanksgiving after my mom passed away it was like I, I have to do this I have to do this I have to do Thanksgiving I have to do all the whole thing um so I did the whole Thanksgiving meal and I think my dad slept through it oh no yeah I, I went downstairs with you know the whole dinner and stuff because my dad had moved to the lower level of our house because of being an amputee we had to get his wheelchair in and out so we were in a split right. level so I was upstairs and then he was downstairs um just so he could get in and out um through the garage and stuff to the car um anyways yeah so I took Thanksgiving dinner down to him when I was ready and 
you know, I was all proud of it. And he sound asleep and slept until probably the next day. He was just tired. Oh my so gosh. Like, if this is what the holidays are going to be, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, I did my, I did my Thanksgiving. Um, Wow. And then Christmas was like, you know, my dad unfortunately couldn't go out to do shopping. So he was like, I just take a hundred bucks and go buy something you want. And that kind of was always the thing. Like gifts were never really a thing because my mom was always, we would oftentimes on our family, we would just buy what we needed when we, you know, wanted it or needed it. And so at Christmas time, it was like, what do you get? So there were a few years we got some big things. You know, of course, when I'm a kid, there's, you know, the big things, you know, so my dad would just say, tell my mom, like, oh, just go buy, you know, a piece of jewelry for, you know, whatever you want or whatever. And just say it's from me <laughs> and go buy Aaron something and just say it's from her or say it's from me. And my dad wasn't a shopper and stuff. So those were just crazy, like, times. And, like, as I got older, it was just like, eh, I'm not, like, I haven't had a Christmas tree up in three or four years, five years, I think. We, mom and I didn't put one up in 2013. She was sick. 2014, she passed away. I didn't put it up. And then 2015, I think we put it up because your grandson was visiting us at the apartment. That's and, right. I remember that. Yeah. And I, you know, put up my little Christmas tree. And then I haven't put one up since. I've helped, like, when I was living with someone and renting a room from them, um, I helped them a couple, their couple of years with Christmas decorations and stuff. But even then, it didn't it didn't have the warmth, you know, that like Christmas decorating has. And it still doesn't like I, I could care less, um, you know, and then losing my dad this year. It's just even more raw. And the hard part, too, is my dad's birthday is December 7th. So not only do I have the first Thanksgiving, it's his first birthday. We just had a Veterans Day. and He's a veteran. So that was tough. Um, yeah, you're going to have a lot of those this year. Yeah. And so it's. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm getting through it. What, what, you know, any way I can. Um, and I've had some great people in my life who've reached out and I, a friend of mine, she's like, you need to get out of here. She's like, why don't you guys, why don't you come down and visit me and my family for Thanksgiving? So I'm going away and going to go visit um, my friend in uh, Southern Washington for the, you know, a couple of days around Thanksgiving, which will be really cool to get out and yes. venture yes. out. And it's the first time I'll have ever traveled for a holiday. Cause I was always home. Um, That's right. That's right. I've always been at home doing family stuff. And, and I love that. Like I love spending time with my family, but you know, this will be kind of cool. So like, even though it's a lot of firsts without my parents, it's also some firsts of me making my own traditions and me doing things that I could have done years ago, but I just never did because I always wanted to be with my parents. Right. Well, I, for one, as one of your besties, am excited to, to see what you begin to do and what you begin to implement and choose to put in your life. And, and you know, um, I think, you know, everybody, we, you know, we all go through these stages and grief and loss and, and all these things that we're talking about, you know, the these masks that we put on or, or just that we just don't realize that everybody else, you know, has those issues. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that it's part of growing, it's part of maturity, it's part of, of just that, that process, that, that such a time as this, you know, is, yeah. is always one of my, 
my favorite concepts, um, you know, in the Bible with Esther, you know, is we, but I think sometimes, you know, so kind of thinking about this, right? So in our, our next segment, if you will, um, we're going to talk about, you know, some of those things we can do uh, for self-care and building up resiliency, but besides just putting on a mask and surviving, right? right? I think a key component of that is realizing that that concept of for such a time as this is not a singular moment. It's not a one-time event. It's not a, this is a journey. It's not a destination. It's not make it through this. It's enjoy it, embrace it, value it, and take away from each thing out of the good and bad, right? Right. And I think that that that's how we can stop wearing some of those masks that aren't really helpful during the holidays where we're avoiding and and conflict managing and you know all of that that goes in with with what we wear at the holidays just to survive it and i don't know about you but i don't want to survive the holiday i want to thrive in it i want to i want to find those moments and enjoy them and and so i think that this is that that great move into the next thing so one of the things that I've been learning is how, and we've talked about this in other episodes, how important self-care is and the difference between self-care and selfishness. They are Mm. not the same. That's true. And I, for one, have for many years, and I am a work in progress, right? But I am learning that self-care is necessary and it's, it's, biblical it's healthy it's it's necessary to to healthily move forward in my walk in my journey you know and without it I'm never really gonna be whole I'm never I'm always gonna have to find a mask to wear or a situation to survive whereas if I can begin to engage in self-care and resiliency then then I actually get to be grateful and I get to thrive and I get to embrace and find those, those beautiful moments that I'll treasure forever, you know? And that's, that's what I want to do. I want to have those beautiful moments that I get to treasure those moments with my grandkids and moments with my children. And, you know, I, I, I want, I want more of those. So, I'm trying to really learn how to engage and that, that by taking care of myself, I can better, I will get to have more of those opportunities, not less of them. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, going through that, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, take some time for yourself and, you know, it's hard too, because you say that, you know, like self, self care and selfishness are two different things. And I, and they are, um, but oftentimes we, you know, people will jokingly say, well, it's okay to be selfish. No, it's, it's not okay to be selfish, but it's okay right. to realize that you need to take a moment for yourself or to do yes. something 
to help yourself. Um, Hashtag amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I was thinking like self-care, you know, it, it can be simple. It can be basic. It can just be like stepping away from the large group or choosing not to go to a large group event because it's going to be too much because I don't know for me, like in large groups, I kind of like become a, like, I don't know, stoic or just, I just <laughs> don't do well in large groups. Um, Unlike me who flourishes in them right. normally. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably it too. Um, you know, and, and even just typical basic things like, if you have to sleep in longer on a, on a day or you right something I have to remind myself is I don't have to always be at things 20 minutes early. No, you don't, especially cause you're not a Marine, you know, <laughs> cause you know, the but Marine my... philosophy is if you're 10 minutes early, you're actually on time. And if you're on time, you're late. Right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, my mom ingrained in me, you know, to always go, like, go to your doctor's appointments early, you know, make sure you get there on time early because they might be able to get you in early and you'd be done quicker or something like that. And then, you know, like, so I just, I always think about that. And, like, I remember when I first started coming to church, I was constantly, like, 20 to 30 minutes early. I was showing up. I was the first one there. But that was me. And it's like, now I'm like, oh, you mean I could get there on time and not have to, like, um you know, like stress out about not being there on time or not being there early. And, you know, I've, I've had to teach myself that it's okay to sleep in. And if you don't show up to something or, you know, it, it's okay. And, um, the holidays is also, you know, Lori and I, we've been going through a weight loss journey this year. I, and I'm not really sure about this holiday season, <laughs> what things are going to look like actually, but I'm interesting to see. I mean, I know there's going to be meat involved so I can get my protein in, but I'm worried yep. about the carb content because, uh, oh, yes. you know, the yes, holidays. Yes, yes. Oh, especially Thanksgiving. My gosh, potatoes and gravy and stuffing and, you know, all those traditional things, you know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I was, I've, I've definitely like you, we're, we're both going through this journey you know, differently, but at that same time, which is awesome because I'm so glad I'm not doing this totally alone. You know, I know there's research out there that shows when you do it with friends and loved ones, right? A partner, if you will, it, it is so much more likely to be successful and, and um, have longevity that it often weight loss doesn't have when you don't have, you know, somebody to be there with you on that that journey yeah. so we were not created to be alone yeah, exactly. um, God so us to have relationships with yes people. yes so I'm I'm kind of grateful um, you know my uh, one of my daughter-in-laws um, her mom has recently been through some health things and so I'm grateful that we both have kind of different, you know, needs around mealtimes. We have to eat smaller, eat healthier, right? And I know I'm going to be over there, you know, coming to see you at mm -hmm. Christmas and I'm really looking forward to that. But what I'm really looking forward to is that I'm going to be staying with you and I'm not going to have to feel like I'm surrounded by 
cookies and brownies and you know what I mean? That we're going to be, yeah, we'll have some snacks and we'll have some desserts, but it's going to be within reason and it's going to be smaller and more manageable. And we, you know, I think I'm trying to learn this year, you know, all this mindfulness. Okay. If I want a cookie, have a cookie. Don't have the whole bag or a dozen or (laughs) whatever, but have a cookie, have a, have a bite of this, have that, you know, remember when we were last together and we kind of did the ice cream thing and I'm like, oh yeah, no, you have to get me the child's mini thing, you know, because and I could, I think it took me two times just to eat that because I, you know, I have to have these smaller portions, but I just can't even handle that much stuff anymore, you know, um, but don't not have it. Don't yeah. constant, you know, and I've been working with my 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 own therapist on you know stop telling yourself you can't do this or you you know every time you do that it's like you're triggering your brain to um to almost like we I swear I think we all have a little rebel in us right and so when we when we say we can't do something it's like that just makes us now it's taboo now I gotta go do it now I know you know we have these sinful creatures, right? We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and, you know, we just, it's like, if you tell me, no, there's this little thing inside that says, well, now, now I'm going to, now I have to, like, it's, it's the principle of the matter. You told me I can't do it. So now I've got to go do it, you know? And so I'm trying to learn to not be my own tempter, my own saboteur, you know? And, and I'm like, you know what, Lauren, you can do that. But why would you want to do that? Or do you really want to do that? Um, I'm starting to ask myself those questions, you know, and, and be mindful about it. And I'd be like, you know what, I really don't want, you know, that thing. I did go by, and, and I'm not sure, I'm still contemplating it. I was in the grocery store the other day, and I saw they just brought out my favorite uh, what is it? Dark chocolate cordials, you know, chocolate covered mm, cherries. Yeah. Those are like um, food crack for me. I don't know if I've um, ever had the dark chocolate ones. I always oh, go with the milk chocolate. Right. Oh, no, I love the dark chocolate. And so I'm like, do I engage that? Because I can literally sit down and eat like a box of those or six of them at a time, piece of cake, you know, what I did in the past. And, and so I'm like, do I... And I was like, no, 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 no. So I was thinking, you know what I want to do this holiday? Maybe while I'm over there, we can do that. I would love to go to like a really good um, candy store and pick out like two or three things that over that week I can have. You know what I mean? Like I want to pick out one really decadent truffle or chocolate covered cherry or, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, maybe a p a small piece of peanut brittle or fudge or something where, where I can engage in those things, but I want to do it. I want to, I want to savor it and I want to enjoy it. And I want to not feel guilty about it because I didn't overindulge because I didn't gorge out on it because I just engaged in that yummy, wonderful tradition that's known as part of the holidays without 
without turning it into this thing that I have to feel guilty over. And again, I don't have to do anything, but I often, you know, would have in the past. So I'm hoping to engage in that while I'm over there. Like we'll go to like a Seas or a Rocky Mountain, you know, chocolate factory, something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and just pick out like three things that over that week we can enjoy together, you know, and and that way everybody gets what they want and, you know, and yeah. So I'm hoping we can do that. So I was actually uh, just going to say that I think I'm ready to put up a Christmas tree. (gasps) Yay. I would love that. Uh, I think that would be really, really fun. That would be, you know, given that you're going to be here, especially because I have the room now, you know, and yes. I just, I'm like, it's been long enough. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear you say that. I will have to dig out all my Christmas ornaments because I think they're in a box in the bottom of storage because, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting those up. What am I going to need those out for? Right. Yeah. You haven't engaged, haven't engaged in that in a while, but I'm excited. I will happily help with that. You know me. I'm the yeah. queen of Christmas. <laughs> I love doing it. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to the week. I always decorate the weekend after Thanksgiving. I I have this thing. I, I don't know. First of all, I think commercially we, we, we push holidays way too soon now. They're all running into each other, you know. But I cannot do Christmas until I've gone through Thanksgiving. Like, I just can't do it. And so I don't like listening to Christmas music early and I don't like, you know, decorating before Thanksgiving. I just believe there's Thanksgiving is, is like my personal threshold. And then once that's happened, then I'm like, okay, I can now engage in, in Christmas, you know? So I always look forward to, um, to the weekend after Thanksgiving, because that's when I decorate. I tend to pull out the tree and uh, of course you know you've lived with me I literally put away half my my other you know household decor because I have so much holiday decor that it basically takes over the entire house um you know it, it might sometimes get a little unhealthy with my I love Christmas stuff I just it's so much fun and I very much enjoy it and I I love decorating so anyway I will be looking forward to doing that again this year. So if you need some help, I'll be happy to help. Well, I was going to say, maybe we could, uh, if you're coming in early December, maybe we can put it up then. Oh, I would love that. That would be so much fun. Let's put that on our calendar. So I think another thing that with all the, you know, I've been learning about building resiliency, which is that ability to bounce back after griefs and losses and obstacles and you know, to learn how to be flexible, moldable, um, more empathetic, you know, just able to go through life a little less stressed out, right? So I'm learning the importance of, and one of the speakers in that conference that I was just a part of, again, I keep referencing it to it because it was so amazing. I learned so much. I have like, I don't know, I, I have like half a notebook of notes, but, um, one of the other speakers talked about if you have to, uh, okay. How do you say it? I think it was that urban monk guy, but if you're, if you say, if I have time, it will never happen. You know, you have to actually make the time. So I think this is a good time to talk about how do we create time make that happen 
for reflection and meditation, journaling, those things get, they allow us to process and get through some of those stressful times. And if we're not engaging in that, then, then we don't have anything to fall back on, right? We don't. And so I really believe a huge part of my holidays this year is going to be making sure that I have reflection and meditation built into my schedule so that I'm better able to handle those things that are going to happen. The inevitabilities, because they are going to happen. It's not if, it's when, right? So I want to create in my schedule built-in times for reflection and meditation so that I can process healthily and I can let down, I can, I can vent if I want, I want to have healthy people that I can touch base with and, you know, be like, okay, help me process whatever this is, the, the grief, the loss, the, the anger, the frustration, whatever it is that I'm going through, I want to be able to process those things out in a healthy way. So that's a, a big key for me this year that I'm trying to implement. What about you? Um, I think it's just taking time. Like, um, I've, I'm realizing my weeks have been getting quite packed <laughs> <laughs> the last few months. Um, so just trying to not fill my schedule with so much or feel like I have to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can leave room to just sit in bed or watch a Hallmark movie if I want and not feel like guilty for not doing something else. Um, yes. Because honestly, like, yes, I'm going to go visit my friend for Thanksgiving, but, and, you know, maybe put a Christmas tree up, but I just, I, I don't want to go to 50 Christmas parties this year. Right. You know? Right. There's a few that I will go to, you know, because I'm a part of a team or something like that. But I don't want to, I want to give myself time to take that minute and process the fact that this is a first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you know, I have a quota, a limit of Hallmark. So I've saved them all up because I knew I was coming so we can watch Hallmark together. <laughs> I haven't, I've oh. quit. Okay, so I have like six, you know, so there's Luke was in like five or six Christmas movies, so we have to watch at least those because like Maggie's Christmas Carol is a really good one. <laughs> I can, I can go down the oh no, I've opened a can of worms and I can't put them back in. Oh lord, oh lord. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't say we could watch twenty. We'll 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 have to discuss this, but but I haven't met the quota yet. But I promise you, I am available to watch oh, sappy Hallmark stuff for, just for a, you. And there's one of those up TV Christmas movies that has a sequel now. So we'll have to watch that. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I promise we will get some of those in. We will get some of those okay. in. I, I have stored them up in preparation for knowing I was coming out there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just, and it's, I don't know. I just, I'm not pushing myself, you know, and if I don't make it to an event, I don't make it to an event. I, I'm to a point I need time. Yeah. And like, I'm grateful for like, so a couple of weeks ago or just recently the, somebody in our Bible talk, um, her husband is a nurse and, um, he's working on Thanksgiving. So she said, you know what, you know, if anybody wants to, you know, if anybody doesn't have a place to celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, if you want to just bring, you know, your own meal, like stop and get like 
takeout or something and then come over and we can do games or something. And, you know, I think she was directing them. Some of us singles who didn't have, you know, um, you know, significant others, but, um, I was like, Oh, I appreciate, you know, the invite, but I've actually have Chris Thanksgiving plans. And, um, I just, I, I'm looking forward to going and visiting my friend and getting out of town, you know, cause I haven't, aside from a couple of road trips, like day trips, um, I haven't right. really gotten out of town for a while. So it'll be cool to get out of here and just have a little downtime. Yeah. Do a little sightseeing, you know, maybe do some drives and take, you know, go take some pictures somewhere and oh, yeah. depending on the weather. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I hopefully there's no tornado warnings while I'm out and about. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's yeah, been a, a few our of those weather, recently. It's so strange. I Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. did I move to Tornado Alley and I missed it? I know, right? It's been Weird. a yeah, weather phenomenon. But that yeah. could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, if I don't go to an event, you know, just take the time to like, you know, reflect and figure out why. Like, Cause I think a lot of times we have those moments where we don't go to something or we don't, and we just like go do something else. But it's like, why are we doing that? Something else? Like, right. Are we, are we truly reflecting on why we're not going to that event? And, and maybe it's because you don't, don't want to be social at that time. And then, you know, that's, you just need to take some downtime and like I recharge when I'm by myself. Yes. And so I've been very drained the last, you know, like six months with everything that's gone on. So I need some downtime by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree. So before I move into the next section, I think that um, the thing that I want to remember, and I, I got this years ago um, from my great grandmother, you know, but you can call it gratitude. You can call it counting your blessings. You can call it whatever you want, but I think that one of the best ways that we don't have to wear those masks for survival, we don't have to make it through the holidays, survive them, right, is when we can focus on that positive, when we can say, what am I grateful for? What's a blessing that I can count? I try to do this on a, on a daily basis because it, I just know that it is so important to to kind of eradicate some of the negative, oh, we have so much negative, unfortunately. We've got, you know, world pandemics going on. We have weather things. We've got deaths. I, I can think of four or five different car accidents here in the last, you know, just few weeks, including two of my very own with my sons and, you know, almost giving me heart attacks. Um, <laughs> you know, calling in the middle of the night. Oh my it's gosh. I'm, I was like, you know, I do not need the two thirty AM telephone call with the police officer saying he's okay. He's okay. I'm like, okay, stop talking everybody. It's two 30 in the morning and I, I can barely process, but man, my, my, my sons really do have guardian angels and they have been protecting them. So I'm grateful for that. So yes, counting those blessings. And I think I've had to focus on that and say, Okay, you know, and you and I, we've talked about, you know, chronic illness, and we'll talk more about that in future episodes. But one of the ways you don't succumb to all of the negativity and depression that goes along with chronic illness um, is by, by counting your blessings, being grateful, finding those things within your day. I am awake. I'm moving. Today I got up for a walk. Today I went to the, I went out on a little adventure or, 
you know, I, I made it through the shower and nobody fell and everything was fine. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I'm, I get excited when I'm like, Oh, I, I did a little jaunt to the mailbox, you know, and then I took a little longer route this time, or I did this and I try to take the camera with me now and, you know, take pictures so I can capture these little things, you know? Um, so in my life, and I think it should be mandatory in everybody's for that healthy living is counting your blessings. Um, we just need that positive, you know, or, or we just, we're going to sink, yeah. you know, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion. So, oh, yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about some healthy boundaries and how we make sure, and, you know, we have never shied away in this podcast about the fact that we are three faithful sisters, you know, walking on this journey together. But how do we stay tapped into those faithful foundations? Um, I think let's, let's look at, um, where to go? So let's talk about some of the obvious things that that we've kind of mentioned in the previous segments, but we haven't really narrowed them down. So kind of some do's and don'ts for the holidays. You know, we need to remember that we don't have to fit everything in just because it's tradition or somebody says so, or this is right. Right. We can actually, um, I'm planning a second kind of Christmas because of we've got, you know, we have some family on the other side of the state, which is why I'm coming over to see you. We've got some family that's staying here. We've got, you know, children that live in different homes. And, you know, we just have all of that stuff going on. And I think we are far from abnormal. I think that, unfortunately, my family's all over the placeness is is just very common now, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, so... I think it's important to remember that we don't have to fit it all in and we can, we can have Christmas on New Year's Day with some of the family that we couldn't see during, you know, the actual holiday. Like, it's totally okay, you know, and, or, you know, kind of, I can come and do kind of early Christmas with you and spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with, you know, my grandkids and, and part of the family there and, you know, I'm breaking it all up. You know, I'm not, it doesn't have to happen in some manufactured, this all has to happen right now. Um, so I think that's a, a huge thing. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, it, it's, you know, get what you can done when you can do it. And, you know, it's okay to make your own traditions because every year Amen. may be different. You know, every every year is going to be different. You know, just for example, even your family, you know, it's like, this year, you know, you have your grandson, you know, you guys have your grandson before Christmas next year, you might have him, you know, depending on, you know, afterwards. How, yes. Right? Yeah. So it just depends on how the custody agreement is, you know, and there's different things. And, you know, a lot of families have to deal with that, like coordinating, yeah. like who has the kids when, and when so much of us live so far apart now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and last year was extremely challenging. We had a global pandemic, which kept oh. a lot of families apart for the holidays. Right. Right. Um, so people were having to find different ways of celebrating and some celebrated by just opening presents on Zoom or, um, you know, instead of 
delivering a package they just sent it via Amazon or yes. you know, yes. found different ways to do that, which is not great that we can't be together. But I think the important thing is, you know, like you sh we've shared is celebrating and getting into that pot, finding those ways. Yeah, right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll share a little more later because my thing, you know, one of my big things is, um, remembering what the season's all about in the first place. Oh, amen. Amen. Which I think we do get caught up in. There's so much commercialism and, you know, we get caught up in that, but so the next thing I think that's really, really important, um, and we, we say this a lot, but let your yes be yes. Don't say yes if you're only going to be saying no later. Because that's going to cause guilt for you, and it's going to lead to mistrust, and it's going to lead to so many hurt feelings. And, you know, just say no. Say no. You can actually say no. You know, I was part of this Bible study group this morning and one of the one of the brothers in this group was saying something about you know people used to get so offended because he just speaks his mind or whatever and my son it was really awesome he he said yes but the difference is truth and love right mm -hmm. he said sometimes I think you forget the love part right same thing when we're saying no it, the one initial hurt from the no if done in love and if you can with an explanation or a a just that that whole air of grace about it will be so much better than disappointing them later because you said yes and you never really had any intentions of falling through right yeah, you know today is a perfect example um you know so we're recording this on a saturday and so couple weeks ago um you know i i allot my saturdays to podcast stuff whether it's editing recording you know planning whatever you know so oftentimes um you know usually there's not in a church event you know happen on that day um just a couple weeks ago i found out there would be one today we didn't know what time of the day um and so it was confirmed like time wise um kind of right smack dab in the middle of my day and i'm like unfortunately I'm not going to be able to attend and I was clear you know I can't attend and I have plans or you know so I I just made it clear you know I'd love to be there but I have other things going on right. that currently takes precedent to me yeah um, you know podcasts need to get recorded so they can get published and they you know you need to get edited so they can go out um, right well know, and, and we got to stay consistent you know. Right. And, you know, and, and I, I work Monday through Friday and Sunday is church and sometimes some events after church. So I, Saturday I've allotted to doing podcast stuff. And so unfortunately, sometimes I have to say no to things, right? But I'm clear about why people know that I do the podcasts. And if I can't make an event, that doesn't mean I won't make the next one. Right. You know, right. So I think, um, one of the other things that I'm learning in my humility and as I'm learning how to embrace the thorns of chronic illness, um, delegation, it has to, delegation has to be your best friend. You have to be able to ask for help, seek help and, and be let go of, you know, you don't have to do everything. 
you know, what, and again, what was if, that? I know, aren't those amazing words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I'm hoping to follow through totally on all of those. That is my goal. Delegation is going to be my best friend and I do not have to do it all by myself. My grandmother, my mother, everybody's rolling in their graves because I actually just said those words out loud. Um, and my sons are, if you know, because they do listen to the, the podcast here and there, they're going to be like, my mom said that? No, no, she didn't say that because she's a control freak. So I'm trying. I'm trying to embrace this. Embrace this idea. Delegation is going to be my best friend because I'm making it so. So there you go. Please hold me accountable. Um, please, please, please. You gotta be interesting. <laughs> oh Just gosh, saying. I love you. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be like, why wasn't I there to respond to that one? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Um, and then you said it earlier, and I'm really glad we're gonna go back to it just briefly here. We don't quotations, hash marks, whatever, we don't have to do anything, period. We don't. We, we get to say no. We get to say, I need time to think about that. I need to process this. We, we don't have to do anything. And I think if we can remember that, and it takes away so much of the guilt and the shame and the, the frustrations and the hurts. And, you know, again, as, you know, my eldest wisely said this morning, truth and love. Yeah. Truth doesn't hurt so much when there's love involved in it, when there's grace involved in it. When, and it, it's just so much easier, you know. What's that um, Mary Poppins phrase? A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah. I, and we don't, I, we don't want to sugarcoat things. That's not what I'm implying at all. But we can sweeten things. We can soften them. We don't, we don't have to like smack somebody upside the head with our, our no, you know, right. it doesn't have to be a two by four, you know, but we can truth and love say, thank you. No, um, or not participate in that thing, or feel like we have to do something because we don't. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, there are some people out there that do feel like we do have to do everything and they get upset and it's like, you know, and, and that's their thing. That's something they're going to have to deal with and realize, you know, at some point that they can't expect to have everybody at, at X, Y, and Z, you know, because yeah. um, there's, yeah, and there have been times where I've said, no, I can't, you know, be there. I don't go and then somebody's upset about it and I find out about it later and then I feel guilty because I didn't go but I had like a reason why I couldn't go or I wasn't feeling well and I couldn't go so it's like I was you know then I was feeling guilty for being sick or to you know being unable to attend um you know so there will be times and you know it depends on the person you're dealing with too you know some people might be accepting of a no and others might say oh well you know just try see if you can come I'm like okay oh I can gosh. see but I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be able to be there just like today for me it's like I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be able to be there and you know you know my we're podcast days you know times flip-flop because normally we record at night we're recording in the morning afternoon-ish 
And then yep. I have other stuff going on in the evening for my other podcast. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to be there and there's no way I can get around it because, you know, there's only so many days in a week <laughs> Right. <laughs> when other people work at certain times and other people don't live in the same town and you can't just get together for a half an hour and you got to like coordinate schedules. Yep. Sometimes you have to miss things for other things to happen. So, um, you know, and, and that's a big thing too. Like even in our church, you know, like the whole month of December is like full of like every ministry has their Christmas party or their game party or their white elephant party or their zoo. Right. And there's just so much going on. And oftentimes there's like, like the singles might do something on a Friday night. And then the next morning is like the Bible talks or the teens ministry. And then like other people want other people to come because like, Oh, well it's a whole family thing and they want the singles to come. So it's like, there's so many things. And oftentimes they, you know, fall back to back. And yeah. after about the third or fourth party, it's fun, but it, it can get overwhelming. So yeah. I definitely have okay to choose to say, them, you yeah. know, wisely. I have to, I have to pick and choose. I have to say, okay, which ones are the most important to me? Because right. I know that my body is going to hijack. And, right. and I also have to be graceful because my body at some point often hijacks me. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, even if I said yes, well, and you, well, we'll talk more about that later, but I often say God willing and the crooks don't rise, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, because I, it's my way of saying, I want you to know my heart is there, but my body may not be willing, right. you know, and when the body is not willing, there's nothing I can do about that, you know, but, uh, you know, we should probably do a future podcast on like guilt and shame and, you know, that kind of thing and what, what causes those things and, and why do we feel that guilt and shame and should we be feeling that guilt and shame? Where did that, where does that responsibility lie? You know, but I think, you know, for now we just need to identify, we don't have to do anything. So when I'm in those stressful situations and when things are kind of going a little haywire, you know, one of my favorite go-to scriptures is Psalm 28. And, you know, this, um, we're going to, you know, this is from the NIV, but the Lord is my strength and my shield. And I need to be reminded that that strength is not my own, that oftentimes I will have to dig deep into something outside of myself, you know, and then my heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song, I praise him. So I feel like that's kind of encompassed all those things we've talked about. There's gratitude in there. There's trusting. There's there's realizing that I'm not doing it by myself. That's the biggest person I can delegate to is the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And just letting him, um, you know, help me through that whatever situation that I'm in. Um, do you have a do you have a favorite you want to share? Well, for especially for this year and easily to, you know, remind myself that is also in Psalms is Psalm 34, 18. The NIV version says the Lord is close to the broken hearted hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's easy for me to, you know, easy to say it's, it's hard to sometimes think of, especially, you know, this year, this is going to be a tough Christmas. Yes, I'm already like thinking, I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be tough, but I'm going to get through it. You are with some tears. <laughs> yep. Um, and I know that God's with me and God has been with me. And I know that, you know, what happened this summer losing my dad. I know that 
it was my dad's time and it was God's, it was God made that clear. Yes. You know, yes, and, I, and I leaned on him the whole time. You know, I trusted in God. I trusted in his plan. And now my dad's no longer suffering. Yes. Yes. It's a good and, thing. It's a yeah. good thing. Hard for you, but it's a good thing. Yeah. What is that? You know, there's beauty in the broken. There's, yeah. you know, God uses things, um, takes those things that can doesn't, be. Doesn't Kelly Clarkson have a song, I'm bo- Broken and I'm Beautiful? Yes. Yes. There you go. Broken and Beautiful. I love that. And and I think that that's definitely where you're going to be this holiday season. A little broken, but totally beautiful. And, and it's all going to be okay. I think... The other thing I know you really like first Peter um, and we kind of talked about that earlier. So maybe we can just share this last one. First Peter five, six to seven again from the NIV, but humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I think that, when I get to, especially during the holidays, tap into how much my God loves me, cares for me, wants the best for me, when I can be humble, you know, maybe not take things so personally. And when I'm tapped into God, I don't take things so personally. My grace is so much more abundant when I'm, when I'm tapped into humility and I'm tapped into the power of the cross. There is just something about that that allows me to to have a grace. And when I'm not tapped into those things, that patience and grace that I'm known for, they kind of disappear and fall off the planet. And, um, you know, I don't like that side of me. So I really want to try to keep these scriptures right up there in the front of my mind and, and tap into those. And, yeah. Yeah, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you is something I hold on to a lot. Because definitely somebody who struggles with anxiety, you know, I yes. I, I often go to that one. And also the, the Matthew 6, 25 to 34 scripture about do not worry. And for the worries of, you know, this life, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Amen. You know, all, Amen. All good scriptures to just remind myself that, you know, I can't, you know, can't get anxious and can't start worrying about things that I have no control over. And I think at the holidays, a lot of times we have that. We feel like we have to be in control of everything and we just have to leave it into God's hands because God is going to get it through. And if the stuffing is missing the onion, that's okay. (laughs) Right. Forget to buy it. It's not going to be. And if the the halls are not perfectly decked and everyone is not singing joy to the world, we're still going to get through. Right. Right. Um, And we did talk briefly about it. I mentioned it earlier. And I think I I think what I would like to end the podcast on is just to remind you that Christmas is not about how many presents you can give or what parties you attend or what you don't attend. We have to remember the reason for the season and that as we are being very faithful and sharing scriptures, I thought we could share a couple of that definitely prove that. what we're celebrating is Jesus, his yes. birth and what he gave to the world. Um, and so I'll share a couple of here. So in Matthew 1, 21 to 23, NIV says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will always save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son 
and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. For, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called My Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's Isaiah 9, 6. Mm -hmm. um, and then in Luke 1, 30 to 33, it says, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you, will, you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Hmm. I love Christmas scriptures. They just give me the yeah. chills and make me feel so, like, I don't know. There's just something very special about them. So yeah. thanks for sharing those. Yeah. The Matthew scripture that I first read references Isaiah 7:14, where it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and he will, and will call him Emmanuel. I love it. I yeah. love it. And I and I think it's easy for us to get lost in some of the, the commercialism yeah. and the business and the and I, the, the right, all I that stuff. The, and and I think as I got older, the more that I saw the commercialism of buy this toy or buy this or all these like balsam hill trees like those are just, like super expensive trees right like it's a christmas tree and honestly the christmas tree represents the tree tree it, okay is it because i never could get that confirmed is the tree actually referencing the the cross that jesus died on it's a there is a symbolicism symbolism with that that yes that is what some believe yes Okay, I wasn't sure. I've never had that actually confirmed. I could never figure that one out. Um, I don't know that we actually know for sure. We might have to get okay. a theologian to really get it, dig into that. Yeah, we'll have to ask somebody. Um, but yeah, so I just, I feel like I didn't really grasp completely, like, when I was younger, what Christmas was about. My dad made, you know, we sh my dad shared about Christmas as in a, in a biblical sense. So I knew that it was all about Jesus' birth. And it gets kind of that gray area around the holiday season when the kids start learning stuff in school because, like, they have to be careful what they can and can't share just because of all the, well, yeah. you know, you can't bring church and school together and that kind of stuff. Plus, you know, some some kids don't celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Hanukkah. And, and a lot of – and we share all of this today about holidays. This isn't just because of Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas. This can reference any holiday. Right. Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And even some of the extra holidays that fall in throughout the year. Because um, I know in the Jewish faith, there's big major holidays like Easter, Passover. Um, those are all equally stressful. Um, feasts time. and festivals. Any feasts and festivals. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we just happen to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas here in the United States um, and as Christians as well. So um, those are some that we have that have become major in our lives. Yes. Yes. Well, having said that, we would, I think it would be great if we wished everyone a happy holiday, whatever they're celebrating. And um, hopefully, you know, we've been a little helpful in, in our own processing of how we're dealing with the holidays to mm -hmm. help you deal with your own holiday stuff. So mm -hmm. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and definitely Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Um, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah and all of the other holidays that are celebrated throughout the year. 
Yes. Um, and I, I'm sure we will tackle this subject again in the future. Um, yes. Even talking about surviving um, the holidays because you get to the end of the holidays and it's like you've hit this brick wall of, oh my gosh, there was so much we did. And now it's like, I got to like sleep because you're so tired. From it's called recovering now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like when you have to recover from your vacation, which oh, you yeah, should have just enjoyed. From you know? vacation, yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll definitely have to talk more about that. Well, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Just a friendly reminder again that anything we discussed in this podcast is not to be used as a diagnosis or a replacement for conversations with your own doctors, therapists, psychologists, or other medical professionals. This episode is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Behind the Mask PC. If you don't use social media, you can email us at BehindTheMaskPC.com. Feel free to review us on Anchor, leave feedback on the platform you listen to us on, or message us through our social media or email because we'd love to hear what you podcast. If there's a topic that you want us to talk about, you know, let us know and we can see if we can make it happen. Uh, you can find me, EJ, on Twitter and Instagram is EJ8302. Um, and you can also uh, monetarily support the podcast by visiting anchor.fm slash behind the mask PC slash support. And on behalf of the ladies and myself, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time. And Merry Christmas and happy holidays.